everyone. I'm Hope Lehman. I'm Camila Richardson. And I'm Marisol Catchings. And welcome to Just Be, a podcast by and for Black women entrepreneurs. Let's get it cracking. Welcome everyone. Today we are super excited to share with you our summer tour that Hope and I went on this past summer to the Empower Her conference held in Chicago by 2190 and Blavity and also the Allied Media Conference held in Detroit where we found out that black women are getting ready to take over the world. Awesome. So the first part of this Um, episode we are going to focus on the empower her conference which is a national conference for black women creatives Um, and it was located in the beautiful chicago summer this year and i fell in love with chicago (laughs) i also fell in love with detroit so apparently i'm just very impressionable um and the empower her conference this year focused on being your best self so we got to be um listen to panels about self-care about negotiating your salary legal advice we also got to listen to panels that talked about um what it's like to be a black woman entrepreneur in um in media um film and hollywood and in the entertainment business so um it was pretty pretty awesome but our favorite part of course was getting to know other black women yeah entrepreneurs from all over the country So we um, are going to start out with our interviews with them on day one, and we hope you enjoy it. What's up, everyone? We're at the Empower Her Conference. Just be, I'm here with Hope. We have a not cute microphone, but we are making it work. We look hella old school. This looks like a boom mic or something, but... We're gonna make it work. So we just finished up the first day of the Empower Her conference, and we have two ladies here that we're going to ask them their thoughts and interview them a little bit. So, Hope, do you have anything that you wanna add? Oh, I'd just like to ask if you guys share your name, where you're coming from. Oh, we're gonna give you the mic. You gonna have the boom mic, the cute boom mic. Um, and, uh, and if you have a business, share that while you're here. Um, and then I think my opening question is just like what, you know, what excites, like how do you feel about how today went and like what excites you about being here? Hello everyone, my name is Nia Jackson, I'm from Washington DC and today's just been really wonderful, it's just been the opening day and I think my favorite speaker today was Zim, the founder of Travel Noir and you know while most of the panelists spoke about execution over ideas, she really honed it in and said it's, it's less about, you know, someone asks you know, how do you execute? Everyone's saying, oh, execute, execute, execute. And she said, you know, it's less about the tools and it's more about the mindset. And I think a lot of times, even with myself, I get distracted. Like, here's the phone ringing or, oh, you know, got to check Twitter, got to check Instagram, got to check the news. And like really trying to create spaces of quiet and spaces of, you know, distraction-free zones to just get the work done and get those ideas out. 
Hello everyone, I am Jamaica Thomas. I am the founder of The Blacklist and I am here via Oakland by way of Washington DC as well. So related to everybody all around. Um, I'm feeling really, really good about the kickoff of Empower Her so far. I really enjoyed the panel and I love that even though it's made up of entrepreneurial women and business women that the focus is still on self-care and just really finding and creating and maintaining balance which is something that i think with everything being so you know instant and right now and got to be ahead of um, it's something that's really really important and something that is kind of one of the first things to get away from us when we start to venture out on our own or try to move up in our businesses or in companies or corporate or just anything like that and so i love that that's kind of the the precedent that's been set already is just like we can do all of those things and be all of those things but we still have to take care of self and who we are and like you know what we value at our core so i'm looking forward to the rest of the weekend for sure could you share a little bit more about your business? Because I'm like full disclosure, we didn't know you existed. I don't know. Did, I don't know if you knew we existed, but I love that. I love that about this space. Is like we're both like Oakland. They're from Oakland. What? Where are they at? How don't we not know them? So, please share a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Blacklist is an online platform that is dedicated exclusively to black luxury brands and businesses. So we all love our labels. We all love, you know, our shopping and our fancy things and all of that, especially when we get to certain points in our careers or when we're entrepreneurs and we can kind of, you know, take that next step. Um, and so the Blacklist is dedicated to creating that experience exclusively for black designers and businesses. So again, we all love our labels, but there are black creators out there that are making the same amazing types of products, whether it's handbags or shoes or hair care or skin care, all of those things. And so people just don't know about them. And so the first um, sort of bullet point of the business is to highlight those businesses and then to create a platform and a space for them to be able to reach the audience that's looking for them and for the products that they have that may not have known that they were around before. So that is the blacklist. And we also are going to be curating a series of pop-up shopping events in various cities that these designers are located in so really just honing in on that demographic and that shopping experience and all of that centered around black designers black businesses black brands that are just doing it big so yeah I'm like I just have one follow-up so to, today I discovered Nordstrom Rack <laughs> and I'm after I'm a maker so I make my own pieces the jewelry pieces and one thing I want to name is that I'm because I've become a maker. I'm really aware of like where I shop now, and it feel it doesn't feel quite right to go to corporate places anymore. I'm going to be honest. Um, I want to go and support a black business or a brown business. So I definitely left being like one. I understood why people go there because they have cushioning in the soles, and I was like, wow. I I was like, this is why classism exists right here. <laughs> Foot classism. Um, but two. Um, I've left being like, man, I wish there was a black version of this. Like, where can I get some good black shoes, some, like made black shoes designer that are, um, anyway, so I just, I'm really excited that you're doing that. Awesome. Camila, you have another question? Uh, yes, but I also want to piggyback on you, Seb. I think it's important that you have this platform is because we are the trendsetters. We start the trends. We start everything. So it's important for us to support each other as it's starting, as it's growing. So I love that you have this. Um, I guess the follow-up question that I have is, what are you looking forward to in tomorrow's Empower Her conference? Like, 
what are you looking forward to learning and maybe some meeting someone like what are you looking forward to yeah um as i was kind of just talking to you guys a little bit earlier today you know i just had a recent setback in my career track and so um the host mentioned that we're going to be doing gold setting for tomorrow and i think it's really going to be a great time for me to just sit down my pen my paper around wonderful women and just write it down write my next five steps what do i need to do to get there and just kind of you know, move forward and stay positive throughout this process. So Nia has women empowerment sessions, and which is fabulous. And I just, I just feel, I was like, I feel like you're a professional at this whole podcasting thing because you're like on it. You're like, yeah. And I was like, dang, I'm need to re up here. So I just want to give you props for that. But do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. So I've been in DC about three to four years, and I realized I had a wide group or network of women that come from different aspects of my life from working on the hill working in nonprofit and then in grad school and one of the biggest things my friends have always said is it's so hard to find a network of great girls women to surround themselves with when they move to dc and so i was like oh why don't i bring all my friends together and we talk about the topic have food make it potluck style and just give them a chance to network and find friends you know that they could connect with and so um i love pop culture <laughs> And I love self-care. And um, so one of my first ones was called um, Formation Reasons Why I Slay. It was a Galentine's event. It was right when Beyonce dropped Lemonade. And it was awesome. Like every single um, section of the day, the day of the, the event was like sort of a title from Beyonce's CD or things about it. So for example, um, one section was called the women that slays and so I had different pictures of women like Michelle Obama, Oprah, Beyonce and they had to like pick a, it was Valentine's Day so they'd pick a candy and like if it was M&M's you go to like o o Oprah or something like that right and so you so the girls mix and mingle right and then they talk about reasons why they why the women slays but the reason why they slay themselves and then how do then they you know how do then they um, you know help other women slay around them so just kind of uh, having a time for introspection as well as learning about other women as well. Thank you for that. So tomorrow I am most looking forward to delving more into the execution piece. So I am kind of the opposite of what we were talking about earlier today in that I am a planner. Like I can tell you what something is gonna look like like five years from now, like down to very like specific details, but breaking that down into an actionable plan and like how to get from point A to point B is something that I kind of find that I've been struggling with over time. And so I'm really looking forward to just getting some insight and some tools to use to actually say, okay, here's this plan laid out from start to finish. Here's how you actually make it a thing. Like here's how you get behind that and start the work and see it through to completion. And it's not just a really good idea on paper, but it's actually something that exists and something that is, you know, what you're looking for in like a form of progression. So I'm looking forward to that tomorrow indefinitely. In this next segment, Hope and I reflect on the women that we met at the conference and all the things that we were learning and how we were like having all these emotional feelings oh, and yeah. thoughts <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. things going on that we just could not get over. So don't judge us, but enjoy the next segment.
What were some of your favorite takeaways from the Empower Her conference? Camille, I don't think I told you this, but um, the very first check-in activity we did, Devon had to stand up and meet each other, which was great. And um, I met the first woman I met there to like set the tone for me. I almost like burst into tears then, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was like, no! Um, we like, we were talking about things and she was like, oh, like I'm actually like studying hope right now. Like the word hope. Yeah, and I was like, wait, word? Like, who are you? Where, you know, like I was like looking around like, who does that? <laughs> I don't know if it's like maybe theology or like a PhD or a master's, but she was like, yeah, I'm like writing a dissertation on this. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, I just want you to let you know that hope means um, like the opposite of fear. Yeah, essentially in so many words. She said something, I think, a little bit more eloquent, but she was like, yeah, it's like the opposite and the resistance of fear. And she was like, so you're on the right path. And she like, gave me a hug. And I was like, huh, I, wanna, I wanted to like be, I was like, wait, can I record you? Can we, can we talk more about this? It was like a little angel moment where she's like, yeah, there you go. Bye. And I was like, huh, what happened? <laughs> but I was like, oh, man. And I feel like I should actually tell my mom that story because she named me Hope, but like, I'm pretty sure my, my mom is probably just like, oh, yeah, told you. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. That's awesome. I feel like there were so many amazing moments like that at that conference. It was like, oh, random, but not so random yeah, because <laughs> it, it felt random. But then it was like, oh, I was just speaking about this the other day or I was just thinking that. But now it's like here or you're here. Um so yeah, there were a lot of moments like that at that conference for sure. What was your favorite part about the conference, Camila? When we were ha at the happy hour, um, it was there were only four of us. It was myself, Hope, Juliet, um, our other founder, and her sister uh, Camille. And all the tables were separated with two or four chairs around them. And we said, you know what? we're just gonna go ahead and do it. So we put all the tables together and made one long table and it was great. We had women come and just sit with us, women that were by themselves. That's how I met the woman who attended the conference by herself. Um, there was at one point there was a girl sitting behind us at a table by herself and everyone at the table was like, oh no. <laughs> Like, get your ass over here. <laughs> so um, it was very, like, community building as well um, at the event. I think I said this at the when we were on the mic walking to the conference the next day. But, yeah, so that was just another example. Yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. Well, I really love that moment as well. And that, and it did come together, and we had people join us um, who were just hilarious and great joys, and like super, we had some good intense conversations and some good black moments. There was a moment at that table where um, Camila and I had ordered cocktails, or martinis, and it was called like the Diva Martini. And one of the women there, one of the entrepreneurs we met who was from Oakland or living in the Oakland area going to actually Cal, um, uh, the waitress was a white woman and she was like where are my divas at for like the drinks and I guess she thought that this woman was calling us divas like without our permission and she was about to like get involved and be like excuse me why are 
don't call them divas is because they're black you know like one of those moments and I, me and Camila had no idea we we're just like yeah give us our drinks and our drinks were actually named the drink was called for the record it was named diva so it was fine but we had we had a really good laugh about it because we were like we were just like Juliet told us that she was about to like get involved and I was like that's community right now she know we just met she got out back she was like uh-uh we may be divas but you can't call us that so it was pretty funny that was an awesome moment I do have to share that like I had to step out because um, Daniel Leslie's workshop in particular hit me really hard. Um, it, it talked about, um, well, one, naming what you want, like what you want, like your career, your life, like what is it that you want, which is already like, oh my God, emotions. Um, and then um, naming that in like 30 seconds and then, and then reflecting on how you're going to get it and like what your value add is, which is different than culture fit. Culture fit is where you fit into someone's culture, like, professionally on the job. That's, like, a really common term used. And she was saying that um, it's not culture fit, it's, like, culture ad. It's, like, what do I bring to the space? Which is actually pretty – she's based out of Oakland, and in the tech space, that's huge because there ain't a lot of us there. And, you know, when folks are looking at us trying to be a culture fit, especially me, I'm a social justice feminist, black feminist activist, like, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> People are looking at me like I've got a unicorn. I'm, like, a horn on my head. Like, uh, how are we going to fit her in here? Um, and, you know, and I'm probably thinking the same thing. Like, uh, I work for so so many spaces where I feel like to my whole self is not invited to the space. So um, it was really, really empowering. But also, like, I, like, had to go, like, cry it out. Like, I had an immediate trigger and breakdown moment that was really powerful for me. But, um, and I did ask for clarity on this trip. But <laughs> I should know better because <laughs> clarity means I'm going to have an emotional breakdown. Um, process my feelings, write it down, um, and then move forward, which I know is healthy, but doesn't make it any easier. Um, and I actually had, there were moments of like, sh just really deep shame, you know, she ended, she was like, had to stand up and uh, promise to ourselves that we would negotiate, you know, like wages or our best job, our best life type, that type of stuff. And the answer is like, yes, of course. But, um, I've currently been really struggling with another employer um, really a colleague because I'm contracted and it's been really really hard for me to stand up for myself I'm just gonna keep it 100 and immediately I felt just a lot of shame I'm 30 so it's like gosh when is it when am I gonna be enough when it, when you know how and I really love the culture ad because I've really had a, it's triggered my depression a lot that I don't fit in anywhere um, but actually now I can reframe that and be like no I'm that's good. Like, I'm actually a culture ad. And if I think of it that way, I'm a culture ad everywhere. I also was thinking, um, I had this aha moment about my tears because I've always been very emotional since I was young. Um, I have a cancer moon <laughs> for those who have any cancer in their chart. It's like the most emotional sign, except for Pisces. And I'm like really quick to tears. So I also was like, how could my tears be a culture ad instead of just shame, like embarrassing and shameful? So. I wanted to share that and um, and it's been it's been hard and I think I um, Camille I don't know if Camille remembers but Camille was sharing Juliet's sister um, one of our founders sister lives in Chicago and she was sharing that when she first attended the um, literary conferences she went to for the first two years she felt really bad afterwards and sad and depressed and like because she was saying that like she just felt she actually felt terrible and was surprised that she felt terrible because she's like oh these people are where I want to be and I'm comparing myself to them and this is really hard 
to figure out how to break out of, I mean, really the work, I believe the work we're doing is revolutionary. It's hard because we're breaking out of a system that really doesn't want us to. It's like, feels very spiritual at times. Like someone, like a ghost hand is like, no, <laughs> like I'm wrestling something that isn't even there. Like it's invisible. And, uh, and it's, it's terrifying. And sometimes I can't name why, like, I'm like, what is it? Like, what could it possibly be? Um, so all that was going on for me as well. And I'm glad that I, you know, was, I'm able to name it and see it and figure and just like work through it. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that Camila? Was there any of that for you? Yeah, I think my, my emotions mostly stem from this conference from just meeting the women, hearing about their different businesses and just seeing women come together and support each other and encourage each other and give each other advice and laugh together and cry together and yeah, do all those things. And it also too reminded me, I know I always say this, but while I was at the conference, I kept thinking about this. I was like, gosh, community is so important it's so important if you don't learn anything else from me on this podcast learn that community is important (laughs) find your tribe we heard stories from some of the women that we were speaking with about how they met each other at the conference or they met each other at different places um and they became business besties. I don't know if you remember that one girl um, at dinner was saying, she was like, oh, I met her. We worked together years and years ago. Then we met together as, then we met back up as entrepreneurs and we've just been in contact with each other and helping each other through this journey. So um, yeah, I think that's also another big takeaway I learned from this conference is that I was, I'm on the right track thinking that community um, is very important and can change your life. And it's so important that you go out and find your tribe. We also met another young woman who said that she had invited all of her closest friends to come to the conference and all of them turned her down and said no. <laughs> And so she said, that's where she was like, okay, I think I have to go out and find my tribe. Like, it might not be the people that I'm with or that are in my life right now might not be the community that I move forward with on my entrepreneurship journey. And so she said she learned that coming to this conference by herself. One of my other favorite moments was Hope and I went to a uh, party noir uh, party on Sunday, and we had ordered a uh, pitcher (laughs) of a beverage, which, shout out to that bartender, I can't remember her name, but whoa, she really hooked it up. She was super sweet, too. But this is the other great thing about being a collective is that sometimes you're encouraged to do things that you probably wouldn't do if you were by yourself. So um, to finish the story, we were sitting there, we were drinking this picture, and I expressed to Hope that I think 
I would like to reach out to Travel Noir and just see if maybe we could meet up with her. And we DM'd her. We slid into her DMs like a creep. <laughs> um, and she DM'd us back and invited us on a business retreat that she's going to be hosting in Morocco, which I want to go to Morocco. I had already expressed that to Hope the day before, so it was kind of funny. But um, that is one thing that I appreciated uh, going to a conference with someone is that it kind of encouraged me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and maybe do things that I wouldn't have done if I were by myself. Welcome back. So in this next segment, we are actually um, conducting interviews with black women entrepreneurs at the Allied Media Conference in Detroit that happens every year. And the Allied Media Conference is a national conference that brings together activists, artists, filmmakers, media enthusiasts, um, and experts um, who utilize multimedia for social change and social good. Um, and we were actually, Camila and I were actually vending there as well and selling our art, which was really, really fabulous experience as well as running around and trying to attend workshops. And then we also led a workshop um, on um, a mini play, uh, a mini play day workshop where um, folks got to play with and tinker with some maker technology. So, um, and we, something that we really, we, we, sort of noticed is that it's I mean it's lit like black women are gonna take over and I think Camila has some some insight on this oh yeah the black women at the allied media conference lightweight blew my mind and they were super supportive and really hungry for what just B has to offer so I will say that at the allied media conference where I was that was kind of a, as Oprah says, an aha moment where I was kind of like, oh shit, like <laughs> we're getting ready to kind of blow up and like women are hungry for this community. All right, so this is Hope here with Danielle. Um, and we're going to have her introduce herself. We're at the Allied Media Conference. We're super excited to be here. And we wanted to share. Um, some information about other black women entrepreneurs here in the exhibition space. Danielle's really awesome. She has a book that Camila and I just bought and I'm gonna let her share a little bit more about what it is. Hi, my name is Danielle Dunn. I am the author of the Ivy Locks book series. So Ivy Locks is a third grade professional problem solver. And the books focus on problems that Ivy Locks has to solve for her family, her friends, her community, etc. And the cool thing about Ivy Locks is that she uses a magnifying glass to solve her problems, but not in the way you may think. So instead of focusing that magnifying glass on a problem and making a problem really big, she puts the magnifying glass towards herself. So then she becomes magnified and the problems that she has to solve become small. That is so cool. I'm, I'm a youth development professional by trade and I have a lot of brothers and sisters so that immediately warmed my heart because there's not a lot of us represented in books, especially young black girls. So thank you for that. Yay! Um, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Yes, I do. Um, I self-publish, so I own the publishing company. Um, I also do other editing and copywriting for other authors. So 
kind of building this brand to be able to hopefully eventually publish other children's books um, and also help other um, authors uh, structure their books and do uh, content editing, things like that. That is so awesome. I want to name that I think black women are hella dope because you own the publishing company. We've met we met some winemakers in Chicago that like became the wine producers, distributors because of discrimination because that's what we're facing. So I'm like, dang, we just become everything because we have to. We're going to make it happen. That's awesome. So could you share like why you think black women entrepreneurship is like really important? Um, I think it's important because oftentimes we are the head of our families. Um, oftentimes we face BS when we're in other settings. Um, and if we want to be able to really control our destiny, be able to um, produce things that impact our communities, that impact women like us, families like ours, I think it's important. Um, I think mainly too because it allows you kind of like an autonomy that you're not going to get when you're working for other people and it allows you to put out things that are of value to those who look like you, who are from your community. Um, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, yeah. Could you share a little bit about where you're based out of and where you're from? So I am based out of Detroit, Michigan. I am a Detroit native, um, educated in Detroit public schools, attended college um, at Eastern Michigan University, and our company is based in the city of Detroit as well. Awesome. How can people find you? So right now you can find us on um, Facebook at Ivy Locks, I-V-Y-L-O-C-S, YouTube at Ivy Locks Books, Instagram at Ivy Locks Books, and our website is www.ivylocks.com. Yay. Okay, awesome. We're definitely going to make sure our listeners go and peep your stuff. It's so cool. And thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Yay. My name is Yvette Jenkins, and my business is called Love Travels Imports. And I'm here, well, one of the main reasons is that I live in Detroit. And I participated in the event last year. And I am really interested in uh, communicating with and networking with people from all over the world uh, and the country. And ironically, I haven't seen as many international participants this year as I did last year. Um, my business started as a direct result of me being downsized. I worked in a corporate environment and then, well, you know when that whole economic situation was happening. And I worked in sales, and I wanted to be involved in something that would be impactful. And there was a, a handbag from South Africa that I saw that was absolutely beautiful. And I reached out to them, and I said, I want to be your rep. I want to work with you. And it's evolved from there. So not only do I work with artisans in South Africa, but I also work with artisans in Peru, Guatemala, and Haiti. And in fact, Haiti is the most recent. And one of my passions is libraries and literacy. I've been reading since I was a small child. And in Haiti, there's a remote area called Fond de Blanc. And they're in the process of building a maker library. The current library is just this small, dark, two-room space. And the new library, the intent of that is to be big and spacious with light. And the current library serves about 45,000 people. So this new library will serve that number of people and more. And uh, so one of the things that I want to do is help to make a difference. So I'm starting a campaign to get people to donate um, books 
uh, more specifically children's books and more specifically books of girls of color. I think it's so important because one of the things you asked me was why and why do I think that it's important as far as black women entrepreneurship. I think we need to take ownership and responsibility and I'm doing it at really also as a role model for other young girls and really young people period that you can have a control over your destiny and you can make an impact and that is going to be really through entrepreneurship I believe Um, even if it's your side hustle you know (laughs) having that ability to be able to um, be committed to a project and something that you believe in. Awesome. Camila, did you have a follow-up question? That was so beautiful. I, yeah, I love everything you said about um, young girls and taking that path towards entrepreneurship. How has um, your entrepreneurship journey changed you? Oh my God. Um, It definitely has made me, I think, even more humble, if you will. This is hard. Oh my gosh, this is very hard. And so you really have to be passionate about what it is that you're involved in. Um, And so it's definitely changed me from the perspective that when I left my corporate job I was earning six figures there is <laughs> that is not my reality right now and in fact I went to Haiti earlier this year and one of the things I walked away even with the challenges my circumstances are so much better than those folks there and so I need you know in my mind it was like girl shut up, start complaining, because, I mean, you know, uh, it could be a whole hell of a lot worse. And, you know, be grateful um, for the things that you have. And I know that I can exist uh, with a lot less than what I have been, you know, I've had in the past. And I am here today with Alex. And Alex, tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. All right, so um, a little bit about me and my business. So I um, uh, currently am based out of Montreal, and I run a couple of different businesses. One of them is called Ink and Glitter, which is primarily uh, jewelry and accessories and uh, natural mineral cosmetics. And then uh, Soul Bright, which is newly formed uh, uh, that I'm developing, which is sort of like wellness products. I do teas, soup mixes, aromatherapy products, incense, that kind of thing. Side note, I just started getting into crystals because I have a friend that's like, you need to get your life together. You need an amethyst. You need to get your love <laughs> life together. You need a love quartz and things like that. <laughs> um, so tell me, how did you uh, get into uh, crystals and teas and jewelry too here as well Um, to be honest a lot of the things that I've started making have been sort of in response to trauma Um, a lot of it has been for my own healing Um, and so a lot of it came to be because I was trying to make things to help myself heal and so I thought it might be good to offer it also to other people because I know a lot of us are struggling with trauma and just a lot of horrible things happening especially like for like folks of color it's really you know, it's constant trauma, like all the time. 
That's awesome. Hope, did you have any questions? My um, question, we were talking a little bit earlier, um, and I can tell you're really passionate about entrepreneurship as a black woman. So could you share like why you think that's important for black women to get into? Sure. I think that black women are often really marginalized in the um, uh, employment opportunities, that we don't often get jobs. We get passed up for a lot of things. And when we do get jobs, we often get exploited at those jobs. So for me, like entrepreneurship is a way for us to be self-determined and to basically get to have work that is empowering and isn't a, like a form of exploitation. Well, thank you for taking time to share a little bit about your journey. Oh, share. The last thing is just let us know, let our listeners know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Ink and Glitter Studios. I also have an Etsy shop, uh, uh, which is also under Ink and Glitter Studios. Those interviews were so amazing and inspiring. If you're inspired, like raise your hand right now, no matter where you are. I have my hand hand raised. (laughs) If you are at work, sitting in your car, or laying on the couch watching television while listening to this podcast, like raise your hand if you were inspired by those stories. I know that I was. So Hope and I are still on cloud nine. And in this next segment, We reflect on everything that we learned and loved about this summer tour. All right, we're back. (laughs) We're back in Oakland and we're recapping on the Allied Media Conference here at Era Art Bar and Lounge. Give a shout out, local barb. But, um, yeah, we wanted to just take some time to reflect on how AMC was and some of our biggest like takeaways. We met we met a um, a black woman uh, who works in investment capital, yes, a VC. who VC a venture ca- a black woman venture capitalist from New York, right? From New York, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you guys geeked out on Afro punk oh black yeah. punk culture. Wait, wait, wait! You have to share about this. So before she told me that she was a VC and worked at an investment company, we like totally black girl nerded out over punk music, metal music, and bad brains. We were like had a full moment about like bad brains and metal and punk music being started in the black community and everybody thinks it wasn't, but it was. And why wouldn't it be, you know, who else deserves to stand at a microphone and scream in it other than a black person, you know, growing up through Reagan and Nixon, you know, (laughs) of course that came from us. I mean, that's only logical now when I think about it. So, yeah, before she told me what she did, um, we totally geeked out about that. And then when she explained to us uh, her position, that was like the icing on the cake. I almost said I love you (laughs) to her. But what I loved about her is that she was super honest. Uh, She was super eager to help us. She said she wanted to go through all of our options with us and see which is the best one for our social enterprise that we want to build. 
And yeah, so that was definitely a highlight of this trip. For I love, I love when we're at conferences and we meet people and I can always tell when Hope is excited about someone because if she takes a picture of your card, like <laughs> you are legit. Okay, like sometimes I see her like take people's cards and she's like, okay, thank you. Yeah, like I'll contact you. But when she's like, gets your card and then she takes a picture of it immediately and then she immediately adds it to Evernote, like that's when I know she's excited about meeting this person. I just wanted to share that really quickly because I love that. I love that. I'm like, oh, this person must be legit. She just took a picture of it. Ooh. This is a good contact. That's what I was thinking in my mind. <laughs> I feel like you're about to get me caught up. People are going to be like, she didn't take a photo of my card. What does that mean? I'm upset. I'm going to have strangers be like, aren't you going to put that in Evernote? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I don't use Evernote anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so that, I really think that all those things are pointing are pointing us in the right direction as well. Um, and then we got to interview. We definitely got to interview a few um, black women that um, <coughs> that you guys got to hear on this um, track. Um, black women entrepreneurs and like why they do the work they're doing, why they're passionate about it. It's important to get multiple voices in the space. Um, I mean, we're between what Oakland, Chicago, Detroit. I mean, we're killing it right now. I mean, black women are. I mean, we're on it. I mean, we don't, it's kind of like we don't have a choice, really. But um, but I'm trying to figure out how to build a sustainable structure that makes this, like, not just, like, a hobby or a side hustle, but, like, a real, like, we're about to take over. And it's going to be tough. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of resistance on all levels from our people and from even the powers that be. And, I mean, I've seen some of it already in my own personal career experience. But, um but it's been really, really exciting and empowering. We were selling our art there. That was really empowering for me. Yeah, I have um, one other thing I wanna say. Hope and I did crowdfunding for this trip. So we definitely wanna give a huge, big hug. Thank you. We love you. Even if we don't know you, thank you to everyone that contributed and donated to our campaign because our community really like showed up and stood up for us for us to be able to take this trip so thank you thank you thank you we love you we love you we love you to everyone uh who donated to our crowdfund we're so great to our yeah to our crowdfunding campaign we're so grateful and we can't wait to share all of our amazing things with you So that wraps up our summer tour, um, but we are really, we are so inspired that we are definitely planning a 2018 summer tour and we want to know where we should go, essentially. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have some ideas already because while we were out of town, people were like, oh, you should go here and are you going to be in New York next? And I was like, I don't know. So... We are super excited and we want to know what black women entrepreneurs need all over the country and what cities and places you would like to see just be. Um, yes. Yes. What spaces do you think that we need to be in? And 
don't be shy. No space is too big or too small. If you yeah. think that we should be at a large tech conference to represent black women being there, let us know. If you think that we should be at your church picnic, that's hella fun and hella people show up <laughs> and you have vendors and things and good community, let us know. We'll be there too. Yes. Awesome. Well, we look forward to connecting with y'all next week. Yes. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review. And don't forget to share us with your friends because you know at least one black woman entrepreneur. And you know they're going to love us. So you can find us at justbeoak.com and on all the social media as Just Be Oak. You can find us individually as at FTD Collective, at Azteca Negra, and at Rich and Riot. Awesome. And we would like to do a few thank yous. First, we'd like to thank United Roots and Green Eyed Media for our recording space and equipment. We'd also like to thank our beat makers, Brother Ajman and Vinny Bells. And we'd like to thank y'all, our listeners. Y'all are so awesome. Gracias. You can find all the info from today's show in our show notes. Just look below. And we will see y'all next week. Holla. Bye. Peace out.